Titus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Helming Power Hour. <laughs> The Helming Power Hour. We're going to have a wonderful show for you tonight. We're all very excited around here because our guest star is one of the world's greatest recording stars. And here they are now, ladies and gentlemen, Men at Work. Yay! It's the movie minute work. Oh sh! And welcome back to episode number 32 of the Helming Power Hour. I am one of your hosts, Rick, and hanging out with me, gonna dump some toxic waste, is my buddy, Dana Bennett. That's right, I'm here with toxic waste in hand because the environment means nothing to me. <laughs> That's not true. That's a Helming. Helming. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I thought it was going to come through for me there. Now, of course, I'm taking on the role of the bad guy from the movie that we're going to be talking about today, Men at Work. Oh, I watched the wrong movie. I thought it was Amityville 3. No, no, it was Men at Work, (laughs) the MTV original documentary about the Australian band starring (laughs) Colin Hay as Colin Hay. I can get to sleep. Not after that documentary. It's crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, they had a real falling out, you know, when they got Keith David in the band. Hey, well, you know, he's crazy. I got the yes, crazy eyes. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the movie Minute Work. So, changing gears a little bit, going to jump into some some fun stuff here. It's actually a 1990 movie, so kind of got out of the 80s for a, a show. I hope the time machine can handle that. We'll have to just test it and see. So that's what we're going to be diving into, folks. So just hold on tight and we'll be right back. The Hailman Power Hour is brought to you by the Temple of R. R has spoken. He wants your children. And loyal 
subjects of Mongo, like you. Hail Ming! The following movie is rated R. This is a story of one of America's great unsung heroes. I mean, you've seen him, but you never knew who he was. You've cheered for him and cried for him. Women have wanted to die for him. But did he ever get any credit? Or the girl? No. He was what we call a stuntman. And the reason I'm talking so fondly about him is, well, because it's me, Code Seavers. Anyway, picture work isn't wall-to-wall -wall employment. So maybe you wonder how a guy keeps his head together. Well, one way is to wait by the phone. And wait, and wait. The other is to take an occasional job for the court system of the United States of America, where a man is considered innocent until proven guilty. Unfortunately, sometimes a lot of these people get out of jail on what we call bail. And they run like hell. That's where I come in. He was out of the game. No more adventure. No more looking over his shoulder. No more stunts. I say this, the short broke the mold with you. He just wanted to be left alone. People don't change. You know that. Times they do. Ah, oh, there you got married, huh? Settled down. Oh, you managed that anyways. But some sins don't stay buried. Nice ride. How much for the car? She's not for sale. They murdered his woman, killed his dog, flushed his fish, and keyed his car, and tried to blame it all on him. It's not what you did, son, that angers me so. It's who you did it to. Now, Colt Seavers has gone from no more adventures. And then my son. A few days after his wife died, you steal his car and kill his dog. To just plain no more. We are cursed, you and I. On that, we agree. When they tried to blame their crimes on him, they first felt pride. When Ellen died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived on my doorstep. A final gift for my wife. Pride. And your son took that from me. Goeth. Stole that from me. Before. Killed that from me! A. You can die screaming alongside it! Fall. Let us not resort to our baser instincts and handle this like civilized men. Where is he? The Fall Guy. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And we're back. <laughs> I love using that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. It makes me feel professional. Makes me feel something. I don't know if professional is the word. It makes me feel professionals. Professionals. We got to jump into 1990 with this show. 
So the only way to do that is to type in the code and jump into the time machine. Okay, I'm ready this time. Sure you are. Uh, oh, what's that door? Oh, oh the G-forces. the wing of this plane <laughs> oh it's gone goodness that's time crawler <laughs> minox chewing on the power cables well you know minox is a better choice than wilson phillips we're hearing right now oh hey give me a change in your mind you saw this this kind of it's kind of catchy i like wilson phillips actually well you, you can say hey to him now hey you could say hey to him back in our time too, can't hey, you? Hey, Chana Phillips, what's up? <laughs> Bijou Phillips. <laughs> All right. Phillips head screwdriver. What? Said <laughs> Phillips head screwdriver. Phillips head screwdriver. <laughs> Wilson, hey. Wilson and Phillips head screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson, Kista. <laughs> The wheels are flying off fast. <laughs> and we got out of the time machine. This is just us falling apart. Maybe it's just, I don't know, some fumes from that toxic oh, stuff it, we're carrying around. It's from 1990. <laughs> 1990 is toxic. So, to give us a synopsis of this great movie, it's the one and only Diamond Dave, David Lee Roth. He's what? making a return, and we're going live back to, I don't know what time period he is. Wait. He, he didn't remember the movie last time. Yeah, he probably won't remember this time either. Oh. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Diamond Dave. Take it away, Dave. Man, look at all the people here tonight. Now, we got something special to share with you. I just wanted to say, this is the real Hell Ming Power Hour. The only people that don't listen to the Hell Ming Power Hour is the Clash, baby. Little feedback there, Johnny. Anyways, they've asked me to do a synopsis. For one of my favorite movies, man. Hey, hey, hey. And that movie is. Uh, I forgot that movie, man. Hey, Johnny, if you don't stop that feedback, I'm gonna kick your man. Crazy boys about. You know, that sounds a whole lot like the one he did before. Yeah, you know, I don't think he knows when or where he is. One thing about it, though, is the fans love him just as much this time as they did last time. Yeah, because he wants a jelly donut. (laughs) And a bottle of anything to to go. go. (laughs) All right, man. Minute work. Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Keith David... Enough said. Mic drop. What's your number one reason, Danny, for watching Minute Work? 
I think my number one reason is probably your number one reason. Keith. David, man. Keith David, man. I mean, it could be any 80s movie with Charlie Sheen or Emilio Estevez. And I'm not taking anything away from them. I really enjoyed their chemistry. You could tell that they're really brothers and they really were having a good time. But the thing that makes it different from all those other action slash comedy movies in the same area is Keith David. He's just fantastic. Yep. And we're both big Keith David fans. So True. we could say the coolest reason to watch any movie would be Keith David. Yeah. Uh, Quick and the Dead. Pollyanna. Robocop 2. Jaws 4. The Blob. The Green Slime. The Stuff. Satan's Cheerleaders. Ooh, ooh. How about um, Cool Runnings? <laughs> Loved him in that. Well, oh, that was John Candy. You can see how I get him confused. Yes. Yeah. They play the same part. There's a guy playing a guy named Yul Brynner in Cool Runnings. <laughs> Not a guy named Yul Brynner or just, Yul Brynner, but a guy just, playing a guy named Yul Brynner. Just a guy Yul playing Yul a guy yeah. named... <laughs> awesome. My number one reason is says... Uh, garbage men are the coolest. I mean, <laughs> they drive around, they drink joke cola. You got one smoking pot all the time, pulling pranks on each other, throwing crap on each other. Yeah. Looks like a fun job. <laughs> other than getting the crap thrown on me, yeah. It's, and there's like a fun trash montage going on. You know, they, they do some trash bowling and some trash high fives and some trash throwing and skipping the, the lids off the ground and floating them back up like frisbees. You know, actually, I think I'm going to quit my job and go be a garbage man. I, I think you should. Immediately. Yeah. Why not? Well, the only thing that'll, that'll sweeten the deal is if you come with me. Um, no. Come with me. <laughs> no. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, man, it just they make the life of being a garbage man look incredible. Well, you know, maybe that's what it's like on the uh, the Southern California coast as a garbage man. You know, yeah, where you so. cut out halfway through the day to catch some waves. Yes, yeah, take a surf break. But yeah, I, I don't think it's probably like that. Probably not. <laughs> oh yeah, we did bring up the the case that Emilio Estevez did write and direct this movie. It's true. Emilio Estevez wrote and directed it, which means it's probably better than if Charlie Sheen had written and directed it. And being that we're talking about jobs, about working hard like we work hard for you, we can't forget our sponsors today. Our first sponsor is the A-Team Drain Cleaning. Their motto is, I pity the stool. Wow, you got me on that one. And of course, our people over at uh, Scumbob's Creamed Can Corn distillery where it's good to the last drop all right what's your reason for watching the movie man well i don't know what my reason to watch the movie is but i know that i pity the stool (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know we've already talked about the fact that emilio estevez and charlie sheen are a lot of fun in this yep uh i'll go ahead and say the two of them going back and forth with trivial pursuit questions and coming up with fake answers first it's a lot like us, where yep. you know we know the answer, but we're going to say something completely ludicrous first. And right. it's fun to watch them go back and forth, because they're so deadpan. Right. Yep. Yeah, there's there's some things there that uh, was us close to that time. Yeah, well, like my mullet? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Wow. You were rocking it. 
Hey, it's hard not to rock a mullet. <laughs> uh, my next reason for watching this movie is hit men who love their job, but they're pretty careless at it. Yeah, yeah those two guys. <laughs> it's like the the big boss calls them. He's like, hey, you screwed up everything, and they're not even listening. Because I guess it's when he needs something done, like somebody knocked off. He calls them. So what do they really have to worry about? Right. I mean, they've even got a license plate on front of their car that says, hit me. And, <laughs> you know, so they love what they do. You got one guy looks like Al Franken. The other guy looks like a Bob Goldthwait with, with a ponytail. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they do this guy's bidding. And uh, pretty much they kill a guy and they're just carrying him across the street like it's no big deal. And uh, they're just real careless at the job they do. And uh, they, too, remind me of you and I as far as kind of the back and forth stuff. So Yeah, yeah. I'd be the guy that's complaining that you just bought a taser and then you'd tase me on the beach. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Anybody who hasn't seen Men at Work, it's not a complicated plot. So I'll just nope. run through it real quick and then we'll go through the reasons to watch it as opposed to other action comedies. It's about two garbage men who get involved in a plot to kill a politician who knows about toxic waste dumping and was going to turn that evidence over to the police. Guy gets knocked off. There's a dead body a la, you know, Weekend at Bernie's style. Oh, yes. And then they're trying to run away from the corporate guy who's been dumping the waste. And that guy's trying to get the evidence back. Yep. In the meantime, you know, you just got comedy zaniness. Yep. Uh, one of my quotes that I picked up from a very knowledgeable movie critic (laughs) said, hey, it's like Weekend at Bernie's, but better. (laughs) Gets to the point. That's why I like it when the critics get to the point. All right, man. So the hitman, this movie really has a lot to do with just them in general, and and, uh, they're fun. I got down that it's like a buddy cop movie right? with Keith David, and instead of being cops, they're garbage men. Right. So, yeah, it's like they're forced to take their boss's brother-in-law along with them because they're big screw-ups. Yep. And it's Keith David. He's a crazy Vietnam vet. Right, right. Still hears the bells and <laughs> reacts and uh, snaps from time to time. And, and Emilio Estevez resents him being there and, and is just tells him so. And, and yeah, his response is to, you know, to, to jump across the, uh, the cab of the garbage truck and try and attack him. It's just fantastic. And it's Keith David. He and the whole makes time, everything good. The whole time they're riding, they think he's taking notes and he's drawing pictures of like helicopters <laughs> blowing up people. And- yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I got is the, the pictures that Keith David is drawing. <laughs> Instead of making a report. And the scene where they're not even around, he's going... (laughs) (laughs) Missiles hitting a beach full of people. Uh, Keith David rocks, man. (laughs) So what's your next reason? Keith David. Yeah. (laughs) It's on the list. (laughs) Absolutely. My next reason is that Estevez and Sheen rock better mullets than the Barbarian twins. You know what? They're, they've really got it going on in this one, man. Man, they're... Yep. For garbage men. Like flying in the wind mullets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even got some backlighting going on in some of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you want a, a picture of the perfect mullet, this is this is probably the end of the mullet. 
Yeah. Right, right at yeah. the last phase, it was about to die out. Yeah, the 1990s, you know, you're wearing like an oversized suit jacket and you got some mullets and maybe uh, an earring. Well, this is that transition of, you know, you get all of it right here in this movie. And I've got it in my notes, too. But you got the mullets going on with the, the, cool, <laughs> the cool garbage guys. You've got the ponytails, which are really coming into style, mm-hmm. dressing kind of in a suit with the ponytail. Then you got the Rasta-looking dudes, where they're starting with, with the dreads and all that stuff. It's one of the other garbage guys. So you're starting to see that phase where these styles were coming in, and the mullet was starting to fade out. So pretty interesting, man. A lot of hairdos in this movie. And I can say I remember being here in 1990 and going into a, a hairdressing salon and having them ask you if, if you wanted the Sheen or the Estevez. There you go. Do you want the Sheen? I want the... Or the Estevez. I want the Esteban. <laughs> I want the Ramon Estevez. <laughs> All right. Next thing I had on my list was the whole body discovery part. In the in the bucket? Yeah, man. It's awesome. <laughs> so you get the whole rear window thing going on where across from the Estevez and Sheen apartment, they're looking over and there's a murder going on. They are pulling a prank, and when it's all said and done, they think they killed the guy with a pellet gun. (laughs) Yeah, listen, people. There's Fright Night, and there's Rear Window, and then there's Men at Work. And really, that's all you ever need to see to be fully versed in all movies ever. Hmm. That's that's the truth. 100%. But yeah, they find the body. They think they did it. And you've got the whole comic spiel there of... Keith David holding up the body and then Estevez and Sheen are fighting on the ground over what they should do. Then he's, you know, Keith David tries to break up the fight and then the body falls on the ground. He picks the body back up. So you got all that kind of kind of humor cool. going on. And then it goes into the uh, the boardwalk cops coming in. And, right. right. And when they harass them, there's even like a little play where yeah. <laughs> where Keith David is making the body yeah. look like it's talking or it like it brings its hand up to cover its mouth like oh you know right. it's fantastic yeah that's that's what um, mm. that's what Leonard Malton said about this movie was it was like Weekend at Bernie's two but better filming. <laughs> <laughs> Here at the Hail Ming Power Hour, we would like to apologize to anyone involved in the making of Weekend at Bernie's or any of the subsequent sequels, except for the fact that they don't deserve it because they made Weekend at Bernie's and the subsequent sequels. Fecals. <laughs> what? Don't I was forget. just saying it was fecal. <laughs> there's, a, there's a mannequin too as well, so we needed that. Yeah, there is a mannequin too. You know what could have fixed that? Keith David. Yeah. As the mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) You brought me to life. (laughs) Look at my body. (laughs) What you got? My next reason for watching the movie is doing the nasty. (laughs) Yeah. It might not be what you think. It's not Andy Blockley and Duncan McLeish. That kind of thing. No, no, not that kind of doing the nasty. And maybe not whatever was going on next door in Commando doing the nasty. But it's uh, it's something that Estevez and Sheen are doing at the end of their workday to clean out their garbage truck, and they call it doing, doing the, the nasty. nasty. Yep. It's just, it's another fun little, ah, nasty, as they push the stuff out that's all caked onto the bottom. And uh, I remember that from this movie. Just, it's a, it's a funny little joke. 
You know what I love about this movie? What? The soundtrack. Yeah. No. No, no not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> got a bunch of crap in it. <laughs> you know what? The stuff that they got for the soundtrack of this movie, I, I think they got after they scraped it off the bottom of the garbage can doing the nasty. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Doing yeah. the nasty. Doing the nasty. Oh. Why do you watch this movie? Because this is the start of the bad guys with their hair slicked back. Oh, man. And that guy's hair is so nasty. I mean, it's it so is gross. slick. They try their best to make this guy look like a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. Even though he had some people knocked off, he's uh, he's kind of funny, actually. He, well, he's got the perma scowl. Right. You know, his, his, his mouth is always in this permanent, like, like kabuki mask kind of scowl and you know and he's like i hate the environment and give me more money i mean he's he couldn't be more stereotypical if, if he right. was the guy from no holds barred <laughs> actually they look, ass. they look a lot alike yeah they do <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they didn't get the same guy except they probably just maybe they were making it at the same time and, and, and he couldn't and do. also the main cop kind of looks like that guy from no holds barred that's true they look a lot alike. What's next? The next thing I have is Chainsaw as the yes. pizza guy. So you might remember Summer School, where we had you know Chainsaw and Dave. Who? Oh yeah. You know, and, and Dave is a big fan of the show. Yep. If you're listening, buddy. Gary Riley. Yeah. yeah. Glad to have you as a as a listener. Maybe we get you on sometime. Um, but Chainsaw, his counterpart in that movie, is Dan. in this as a pizza guy, yeah. and he's he's a lot of fun. He's funny. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy and. Plays this part great too, man. He kind of I mean, deadpans the. Uh, I don't even want to be here. I was just delivering a pizza guy. Yep, and just him being frightened by Keith David is just great. That whole scene when he first shows up to deliver the pizza, fantastic. Yeah, it's hilarious. Puts him basically in a headlock, starts slinging him around. Yeah, it's kind of an airplane spin kind of thing, and then they have the the cinematography of like. His view spinning yeah. around the room. It's so silly. It's kind of like Raising Arizona kind of silly. But not as good. No. But it's kind of like it. I, I like just about everything he's in. Always plays a good character. But he'll always be Chainsaw. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately or maybe fortunately, if you got a claim to fame, you got to claim it. That's right. That's what we do. Yeah. Yep. That's like I claim my, my time on the Shirley MacLaine show. <laughs> and I had that, that stint where I was in Lord of the Dance. You know, people follow you for that stuff. That's right. That's why everybody listening to this show listens to us is because of our, our stints on those right. well-known, famous yep. programs. Taking two great things put together. It's kind of like peanut butter and chocolate or Brooks and Dunn. It's kind of like when you put <laughs> that sandwich together. What are you talking about? It's kind of like taking pantyhose and bricks. You know, you, you're going to get something done if you put them together and use them the right way. For next, I've got Charlie Sheen shenanigans. He goes, <laughs> he goes to visit Susan's apartment. She's the one that works for the guy that's been knocked off. And this is all about some information that's on a cassette that reveals the illegal dumping of this toxic waste Dump. and the this guy's running for mayor is all tied up in his business he's the one that gets knocked off susan works for him possibly even dating him i think but he goes to switch a cassette tape that she had gotten first and she's got the original tape 
he's taken the wrong tape. He takes it to give it to the police, and it's the wrong tape playing some bumping 90s music. Yeah. And the police chief's like, yeah, this is, this is pretty good, right? And he's sort of like trying to get him a record deal. No. Yeah, and Snake Plissken is trying to get the tape to somewhere across the bridge because the president needs on. Yeah. Only got 20 hours or something. So. Yeah, and Stacy Keach and Miles <laughs> <Radon> O'Keefe. <laughs> so, because she's got the tape and they've, you know, the guys have kind of figured out what's going on, Charlie Sheen decides to go to her house and work his magic. Actually, he's kind of snooping, but I think she's kind of interested in him and he's kind of playing that up. He knows the guys are watching him from across the street and he's acting a fool, drinking her liquor. And just kind of wooing her, but deep down he's worried that she's the one that actually killed him because they didn't see who did it. Yeah, they just know he's dead. There's a great little scene where he's sitting on the sofa, and she goes into the uh, kitchen. She's making him a drink, and he looks over and and he fantasizes her strangling the guy yeah. because he's afraid that she killed him. <laughs> so it's it's a great scene to me. This is kind of the highlight of the movie because you kind of get that uh, noises off thing kind of going on where something's going over in this apartment and they're watching with the events going on in the other apartment. You got Emilio Estevez trying to call the cops, David Keith unplugging the phone, all that stuff going on. It's it's a lot of fun with a dead guy with a Richard Nixon mask sitting in a chair. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree. I think it's an awfully fun little part in the middle um, that Emilio Estevez wrote for his brother. I couldn't get past that noticing that that he wrote and directed it. You know, it's it's just kind of a, hey, me and my brother are going to make a movie. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Knowing that now when you watch it, that's what you come away with. It seems pretty evident now. If you didn't know that, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But now you watch it and you go, hey, let's just make something goofy. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I still think it's a fun movie. What you got next? My next reason to watch is cops in their underwear on the merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Keith David makes the point to say that he hates cops. and A, uh, a lot. The cops in this are a couple of jerks that um, have been harassing the garbage men for quite some time. They end up pulling over Emilio Estevez, the pizza guy, and Keith David, along with the dead body. And in order to handle the situation, Keith David just kind of takes a pellet gun and takes control of the situation and gets them to do what he wants them to do. Gets them to strip down and, and handcuffs them to a merry-go-round. Because Keith David is your deus ex machina. You know, if you need something to happen, he's the army-trained badass who's going to make sure that it happens. Yep. And he takes enjoyment in it, too. Yeah. Starts kicking the merry-go-round, spitting them, laughing. Just laughing. <laughs> Pizza guy's just freaking out over there. And yeah, Emilio Estevez starts starts laughing too. At this point, I think he's he stopped uh, being quite so sane. Yep. He's joined the madness. Join the madness. Madness. One step beyond. I can't do a saxophone noise. <laughs> the, the chicken sax. One step beyond. <laughs> Next next reason I got, well, it's not a reason, it's a quote. And the quote is from uh, Elvis Presley. And he says, it's, it's a lot like Weekend with Bernie's, but a lot better. Wow. Hell me. Man, a lot of people had that Im- impression of this movie. Yeah, and a lot of impressions. <laughs> you know, I think this movie wouldn't have been as good 
if there hadn't been week at birdies maybe not it'd be something to compare it to right so maybe but how about haunted honeymoon has nothing to do with weekend at burning i'm not so sure gilder radner yep george seaford radner lake jamie fox brett ratner tara lee radigan the rat bad guy from basil of baker street harvey chavez shaka khan (laughs) (laughs) so my next reason to watch the movie jumps ahead a bit because there's kind of a there's a high action lull in the middle of this where it just gets kind of it stops being a comedy and starts being kind of an action movie with zaniness yeah and and i kind of tapped out for a while yeah and i came back in and said you know what's funny Emilio Estevez with a pellet air rifle with blood on the side of his face running around like he's Rambo funny. <laughs> that that made me that made me snicker. What about uh, him and Charlie Sheen on the gates on the back of that truck swinging back? Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing over there? Oh, not too good. Oh. Yeah, it's like they were Indiana Jones only <laughs> Not adventurous and not funny. They're like Indiana Jones if he was in the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> Wasn't Indiana Jones in the Apple Dumpling Gang? That's yeah. the sixth movie. Right, right. The Search of the Apple Dumpling Gang. The Raiders of the Apple Dumpling Ark. Right. Mm. Ooh, Apple Dumpling Gang and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> Come on, Bill Bixby, let's go. <laughs> All right. What's your next reason? My next reason is the the Palpatine taser. So he buys this tasing gun, right? Except they over-exaggerated what it really does. And they got electricity flying off the guy like when Palpatine shot you in Star Wars. Yeah, and, and the thing's like the size of <laughs> like a small vacuum cleaner. You could club a it's baby like, seal with it. Yeah, he's like, I got this taser. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh but he he shoots his partner cuz they get the big argument over it and you see like lightning going across his teeth and <laughs> yeah and it's like the big trouble in little china right. like like blue lightning it's arcs. like it's like when vader picks up palpatine to throw him into the yeah throw it's him all the going across his face <laughs> that's what it looks like <laughs> so coming soon folks we're going to engineer this and come up with the palpatine taser okay <laughs> So my next reason is the Renacop car sequence, where Keith David and the pizza guy and the dead body um, <laughs> occupy a Renacar, uh, a Renacop car that they've stolen. It pulls up into a bank of uh, rubber tires and kind of stops it's there. Best. And as a bluff, you know, Keith David gets on the radio and says, "You know, drop your weapons." And, and it's Emilio Estevez that's got the weapons. He's right. already got them to drop, the bad guys to drop their weapons. And then the pizza guy, who's resentful of the fact that he's been kept hostage all night with a pellet gun, says, yeah, you, you. he wrestles the, the radio away and says, yeah, you dropped that pellet gun. And of course, the bad guy's like, oh, it's a pellet gun. And then and then hijinks ensue. Womp womp. Oh, no, it's a whole bunch of guys that are... <laughs> putting toxic waste in the water and they're fighting in their hazmat suit. So yeah, man, the funny thing about this scene is you got your workers down there. You got some that uh, are just still doing their job, you know? You got some that are all trying to stop this chaos that's going on. The other ones just keep on rolling barrels down the hill. What's going on over there? Oh, it doesn't matter. We gotta get these barrels in this work. 
They don't ever do nothing anyways. That's that's pretty good. Thanks. What are you doing over here? Why don't you take a smoke break? My next reason <laughs> is the bulldozer attack, which has nothing to do with anything. No, no. They act like, oh no, here comes a big bulldozer. Whoa! And it's like moving like so slow. <laughs> yeah, this seems like it was the moment where they want, they just wanted to end it. Yeah. They, they were like, let's just end it. Right. Because Maxwell Potter's dam, the, the bad guy, is piloting this bulldozer and he attacks the truck that they're all standing on, but they jump off to the safety. And then he just kind of rolls over the rented cop car and like then gets stuck. Four times. You could have been three miles down the road at this point instead of standing there watching him tear up this car. Well, there's no reason to leave because as soon as he gets out of the bulldozer, he's so polaxed by this whole experience that like you can easily just spray spray paint in his face yeah. and 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 guide him into like afterward it's like he's on drugs right speaking of drugs okay i have to mention the the rival trash men oh yeah those They're guys a reason. are cool. they are definitely a reason so there's a greasy guy and a stoner who are the other trash men and they're kind of in a prank war with uh with Estevez and Sheen and you know stuff like making their airbags deploy and stuff like that. Well, they, they're trying to sabotage them throughout the night. And so it kind of adds to the whole hitmen, Charlie Sheen, cops, other trash men, you know, this whole dynamic of this zany night of action. Yeah. They kind of really have no purpose, but just comedy, comedy relief. Sure. Because the cops that were the comedy relief are chained up on a merry-go-round so they had to find another source of keeping it funny because Estevez and Sheen are swinging on the back of a truck yeah they're just keeping it real right (laughs) and what you need in the middle of a comedy movie with lots of comedy elements is more comedy relief thanks Emilio right I mean you got Pete David what else you want Hey, you know, let's just watch Wisdom instead. Well, we just watched the... Wishmaster? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? Well, I've got the bulldozer. You yep. know, I've got bad guy laughing maniacally while driving bulldozer thing, um, which, which again, right afterward, he seems to be some kind of... He's incapacitated mentally because he right. stumbles out of the bulldozer and then people can do whatever they want to him. Sure. He's not going to know what's going on. And at the end... Just like any good 80s movie, this 1990 gem has him fall into a big pit of uh, toxic Toxic waste, waste. which is like the 1990s version of a mud pit in the 80s. Right. And uh, and then he's, you know, oh, I'm beaten. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... All the the guys that were rolling toxic waste, they're just gone. They're not even there anymore. Well, it's lunch break. They had to go take their lunch. (laughs) I gotta go get a smoke, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. That's gonna be a long night. So, I mean, really, other than Keith David doing a combat role on the hood of the car, that's that's all I got. <laughs> I've got, uh, well, you were just describing it, the cheesy 80s style wrap-up. You know, it, it's almost kind of a Scooby-Doo kind of ending because when it goes off, nobody's arrested this guy that's had people knocked off and he's dumping stuff illegally. They just high-five each thing. Yeah, we got the bad guy. High-five. And it's like a steel frame. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no steel frame. But it, I forgot. Helming. There you go. Yeah. But it, it's got that kind of feel to it where you're like, really? That's that's the uh, the finale. All yep. right. 
And I'm going to say just I like Men at Work. Yeah. I think the beginning of it's really funny and the end of it just like the people making the movie. I was ready for it to be done. Like it's like okay, we've <laughs> we've gone everywhere we can go with this. Let's wrap it up. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say the first three quarters of the movie is pretty dang awesome. awesome. Last quarter's kind of it, it, it loses it. Well, and I think a lot of comedy movies make this mistake where they try and become action movies mm-hmm. and they lose the comedy. And they tried to kind of regain it back at the end, but they wanted, I don't know, like the police academy style stunt extravaganza at the end. Yeah. You know, culminating with the bad guy getting his. And it's fine. It's a fine wrap up, but I was ready for it to be done. And we thank. We thank you for giving your patronage to Esmeralda's Fortune Shack. Get a fortune. Don't spend one. <laughs> yeah, I think they've they've paid us before. That's a good one. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're recurring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and our other sponsor, Drano. Now, it's... T- <laughs> <laughs> I pity the stool. I pity the stool. Man, that's good. All right. That brings us up to top five lines. Hey! Top five lines. Top five lines. Top five lines. Yay! Yay! All right. So, top five lines. First one I caught on to was when I was watching this was the Charlie Sheen and Emilio are having a conversation about a girl that one of them used to date back in school. And he goes, Betty Sabetta, she had a hair lip. Did not. Did too. Did too. (laughs) And then he goes, "Uh, what do you know about her? He goes, I know she had a hair lip. (laughs) (laughs) That's funnier than it should be. (laughs) Um, My first line is uh, Emilio Estevez says, a pellet gun. What are you going to do with that? And Charlie Sheen says, it allows me to effectively aggravate the situation without changing the course of history. Hmm. Because he's, he's talking about shooting the guy from across the way right. in the other apartment. So that, that, it's really good delivered by Charlie Sheen, too. Right. He's got that Martin Sheen-esque, like, real deadpan, matter-of-fact right. tone. My next one, <laughs> my next line is uh, from Keith David, and he says, and this is borrowed, actually, I think, from... Uh, Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead, yeah. yeah. Where he goes, looks like somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy. Right, because the dead politician's in a drum. Yep. Yep. My second line is from James, which is uh, Emilio Estevez. When he's gotten into it with uh, Keith David on their first day, and he said it sucks under his uh, his breath. And and Keith David said, what did you say? And he says, I said this sucks. And basically, so do you. And he starts laughing, and that's when it all starts breaking loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drug. That's awesome. That's good stuff. My next one is the the slick back, greasy bad guys talking to his his hitmen, and uh, that's the scene where they've lost the body. The body's you know they had it in the back of the car in a barrel. The barrel flies out, and he's like, "So you telling me you lost the body? Yeah, it just fell out of the back. So you know what I want you to do." Oh, what's that, boss? Find it, find it, find it, find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. My next line is uh, is Keith David, and he delivers this poignant monologue. Emilio Estevez reaches across to get his French fries, and he stops his hand and says, There are several sacred things in life you don't need to mess with 
one of them happens to be another man's fries. Now remember that, and you'll live a long and healthy life. Dude likes his fries. Dude likes his fries. <laughs> Dude likes his fries. <laughs> My next one comes from Ponytail Bobcat Gothwaite. <laughs> and he just says, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. He's so lame. All right. So my next line is uh, from the two headmen too. And uh, the ponytail guy says, you had to go buy a laser gun. <laughs> and then uh, Mario, the other guy says, taser gun. I got it on sale. <laughs> And obviously, the best line of the movie is when Charlie Sheen's talking to Keith David, and he says, you going to eat those corn nuts? <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Top 5 Lines! Top 5 Lines! Top 5 Lines! Top 5 Lines! Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, man, this movie's fun. I think you can... Still enjoy it quite a bit. It it kind of falls in the same category as Ice Pirates. If you're homesick and it comes on, it could be really enjoyable. But it's not one you're going to call a bunch of friends over and say, Watch this, man. It's awesome. Yeah, well, it's a comedy. And I think comedies have a, a shelf life. I had a friend who would never go to the theater to watch a comedy. Because, you know, his thinking was, you go to the theater to see a spectacle. And... You can watch a comedy on TV and still laugh at it. You don't really need to go devote all of your attention to it. I I think it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the trash montage and the chemistry between the brothers. And I love Keith David. And he plays a great, just madcap crazy. But yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. It's a 1990 self-aggrandizing comedy with a set of real-life brothers making a movie about being real life brother trash people <laughs> who surf on their break <laughs> oh yeah they do because they got it locked down rating time, oh time. i guess it's rating time man the crib keeper over there really <laughs> really takes me off guard sometimes oh, okay i'll go first i'll give it seven greasy slick back bad guys with little miniature toxic barrels stacked up on his desk <laughs> like it's something cool to have on your desk. <laughs> That's, here's what we do. We make something and a lot of toxic waste that we've got to remove illegally. I think I'll have to give this movie five doing the nasties. <laughs> oh, So we've got that trademarked so nobody can steal that. What, doing right. the nasty? Right. It came from the movie. Oh, did it? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Brian Blessed, what do you think of Minute Work? Flying blind on a rocket cycle. Sounds like he's kind of confused on it. I, I don't think he liked it. Maybe he would like the sequel, Minute Work 2. Maybe he would like Weekend at Bernie's. The secret, secret of the ooze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's probably it. I, I think Brian Blessed is a huge Weekend at Bernie's fan. And yeah. because of that, Who isn't? he doesn't like all the, the hate right. that W-A-B gets yeah. from the uh, the M-A-W crew. That's what I they mean, call them on the uh, message boards. I mean, if you look at the list of the top movies of all time, you got your Star Wars stuff. You got your Lord of the Rings. You got your Titanic. You got Weekend at Bernie's. I Weekend mean, it's, at Bernie's. And then E.T. That's how pop in. And then uh, 
Orgasmo. They're and all then, right there right, together. And Weekend at Bernie's 2. That's You're, a little further down the list. Steve the werewolf bitch. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Gotta have and that one. Then you gotta have... Uh, Jack Frost. Right. <laughs> the Bricklayer. Rawhead Rex 2. Batman and Robin. Then, or was that Batman and Throbbing? And then there's I, Batman and Robin and Batgirl. Then you've got uh, Corduroy the Bear. Oh, Jack the Bear. Uh, Jack the Bear. It's the... <laughs> Danny DeVito movie. I'm I'm sorry. I'm reading this very official list of movies. Yep. And I read they it got them, There's so many. They got them crammed on there so close. They do. Like, some of them are running into others. I don't know where we got this list. I think it was just on the back of a cereal box. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> That's the same place I got my driver's licenses. Captain Crunch hands them out every day. <laughs> Captain Crunch. All right, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> The Hell Ming Power Hours brought to you by Shoreline Waste, your friendly, efficient garbage experts, serving lost players and surrounding communities for all of your waste management needs. From commercial to residential, from temporary to permanent dumpsters, Shoreline Waste services the area with quality garbage disposal. Call Shoreline Waste today, because you never know when someone might throw away a perfectly good white boy. Shoreline Waste is not responsible for damaged trash cans and is a proud sponsor of the Hell Ming Power Hour. And now, did you know? With the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. Good day, mates. It's your old pal, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. And now, did you know? Did you know Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen play garbage men in a film made 17 years after their father Martin Sheen had played a garbage man in the movie Badlands? Did you know that one of the trivia questions that Carl and James ask each other concerns Richard Nixon's staff? Later, a mask of Tricky Dick was put on dead Jack Berger. Did you know... To escape the grip of a crocodile's jaw, push your thumb into its eyeball. It will let go instantly. That goes for any mugger. Did you know the Japanese Garbage Collectors Union demanded that the film be banned from video chefs as it disparaged trash collectors, portraying them in a poor light? Crikey. Did you know, despite working with dangerous animals like crocodiles and snakes... My greatest fear was parrots. Did you know Keith David played a combat-hardened Vietnam vet? Not only did David and co-star Charlie Sheen play Vietnam soldiers in the movie Platoon, but Emilio Estevez went on to play a traumatized Vietnam vet in the movie The War at Home. You've been listening to Did You Know with Steve Irwin. Did you know the only thing about being a trash man like a minute work and any sitcom on UPN have in common is they both suck. Okie doke, everybody. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for hanging out with us today. <laughs> Are you Jim Varney all of a sudden? <laughs> no, I'm J.C. Winneman. <laughs> that was you? That was me. I'm sorry. I blew the magic. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> hey, thanks for hanging out with us, man. This has been another fun episode. Be looking for some more stuff next week. We're just keep cranking them out. So uh, if you got any ideas of things you want us to cover, hey, 
Put it out there on the Facebook page. And if you're not for sure what we haven't covered, you can either go to the Legion podcast site or you can go to iTunes and check us out there. And if you do that, subscribe, leave us a star rating, leave us a review, tell us how much you love us so the people at iTunes will see how much you love us. And that makes them go, hmm, maybe we ought to showcase these guys a little more. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal. And, you know, that's the way you can help us. You know what else is a good deal? What's a good deal? Spray cheese in a can. Yeah. Did you get me my cheese whiz, boy? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, but if you want to help us out, obviously, we do this for fun. We do this for you. So if you want us to get more accolades, you want us to get any kind of recognition for this, then go on there and give us some iTunes credit. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. Really, we just want more people to listen. Right. More and more and more. Like a steamroller or so, a snowball. So we do this for you. So in order for us to keep doing this for you, you have to go do for us. So we'll c- want to keep doing it for you. It's all tied in there somewhere like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know that you need to do anything. We're going to keep doing this. But oh yeah, you know, ultimately, if you're enjoying it, we want to know. That's right. And send all your money donations to... <laughs> Five, five, five. <laughs> it's a little soupy sales there of you. Isn't it? Fish all the green stuff out of your parents' wallet. That's mail right. it to soupy sales. <laughs> that really happened, people. That's right. That's Always a- remember. Always. All right, folks. I'm Rick. And I'm Danny. And we'll see you next week. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, when the white noise of this hustle and bustle dies away, and only the relationships that are true remain, it's good to have real friends. To have someone to lean on, a brother or sister in arms, can make or break a situation. The world is dangerous, allies are fleeting or opportunistic. If you find that partner, hold on. It may be a bumpy ride, but it's one best taken with friends, not alone. That's about it. Until next time, always remember, actions speak louder than catchphrases. Good night, everybody. Members of the audience will receive the following. Classic Curves by Dittos, the pants for feel-good company. A gift certificate from Maruchan Ramen Noodles. Rice-a-roni. All guests receive a copy of the Helming Home Game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. Helming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.
are going to empty your memory. Stop the torture.